And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm David Moore, joined as I am every single week by Tony Jones. Uh, just Hello? up front, up front, just want to apologize for the delay. We kind of had just some scheduling issues and, you know, end of the season stuff. Tony had a lot of writing to do and I'm stuck on a lot of other pods. And now we finally managed to get together, Tony, uh, for a little bit of a playoff postmortem, I guess we can call it. It could be a victory lap for you. It's not a victory lap for me. Come on, man. I, I mean, look. listen, like for most of the second half of the season, you were continuously saying that the Jazz were first round out. And I was continuously saying, no, 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 they're going to get out of the first round. You know, when they get to Phoenix or when they get to Golden State or Memphis, you know, that's when, you know, I foresee them running into issues. Now, I changed my tune a little bit down the stretch. If I know you remember. I changed my oh, yeah. tune a little bit down the stretch towards Dallas because I, I started to realize how much of a, a, a matchup issue Dallas would be for them. Um, but I mean, you know, you were, you were the one you were the one you said, Hey, they're not playing well. Something's not right. Something's not right. They're looking like a first round exit. I mean, there's just no you resistance. There was no defensive resistance on this team. Zero. And when you get, uh, you give opposing teams, and especially Dallas, with the way that they were carving them up. Jalen Brunson was insane. We'll get to that. But you give them that much runway where they're just unabated to the basket, and you've got one guy who has to continuously make play after play after play. And by the way, I thought Rudy was pretty good in the series, mostly. I thought Rudy was good defensively. I thought that his inability to punish the switch offensively lost the Jazz the series. Uh, that's and, the thing was the offensive end because right now if you're looking at dallas and, and phoenix dallas has no chance against deandre Ayton because he's just putting those guys in the basket and that's how you punish switches so and, yeah, i mean rudy was unable to do that or or you know there was no scheme for it but regardless uh you know i i do think that there, there are issues on the defensive end. The lack of experimentation, Tony, right? Like, not only that, there was just not much competitive fire up front. Let's be honest about it, right? Like, how right. often you see a guy, like, I'm sorry, man. I want to see you run through some screens every now and then and get called for a foul, right? Right. I, like, you, you, you need to make it look like you're trying at least. I, and, you know, I, I hate to compare players because comparison is the thief of joy. But look, John Morant is an awful, awful defender. He doesn't have it. He can't do it. And he at least has given you effort. And I, I just think that 
Utah didn't get a lot of that up front. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, and I know injuries are a part of the game and everybody was nursing injuries, especially down the stretch. And maybe that played into it, but you can't, you can't have that sort of effort output regardless of whether, you know, you can put in a hundred percent or not. You can't have a 40%, 30%, sometimes 0% output and expect to win games. Tony, it's just, that's not a thing. The NBA is too good. Everybody can dribble. Well, you know what, what, I, what I saw for, you know, this series and for most of this, the, the second half of the season, I just saw a team that didn't play for for each other. You know, um, they played really hard in game four to get the series to 2-2. Two, two. They played okay in game one to, to steal that first game. I mean, but, you know, and, and you know, and they played hard in game six. You know, they played hard, but they, you know, they didn't play for each other. You know, they weren't connected. And you can tell teams that are playing for each other, like Phoenix. Those guys are playing for each other. Those guys, you know, every pass, you know, they're, they're passing up good shots to get great shots. They're passing up great shots to, to, to get generational type shots. You know, Dallas did the same thing, you know, against the Jazz. And I, I think the biggest ind- the biggest indictment for the Jazz for me right now isn't it's actually isn't the actual series against Dallas. It's watching Dallas against Phoenix. That's the biggest indictment. Because if because Jalen Brunson was a hundred million dollar guy against Utah, and he looks like he's borderline unplayable against Phoenix. And that's a real indictment on Utah. And, you know, the, and, you know, Luka Doncic has, you know, really, you know, his statistics are great and he's played really good. Phoenix shut his water off in the second half of game two uh, on Wednesday night. And, you know, and then, and then Chris Paul just hunted him mercilessly. You know, I mean, it, I, I thought that the Jazz were going to have issues stopping Dallas. I cannot believe that they could not score on this Dallas team. And, you know, that was mind-boggling to me. Well, and I think that's a good point, Tony, that you're, that you're bringing up, is that Utah, and, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit, Utah didn't match up Hunt nearly enough for, for my taste, right? Like, I mean, it's just, what, what did they expect to get on the other end, if they weren't going for uh, again, wear down Luka Doncic when he came back, he was coming back from a calf injury, Tony with the load that, that Luka took on. I mean, again, talking about this Phoenix series, you, you look at the load that he's taking on offensively, right? So he's getting worn down and then they're attacking him on the other end. So it's actually, a, it's a double pronged attack. And, uh, you know, when you look back at the Utah strategy, it just didn't take advantage of that enough. They didn't make him work nearly enough. Especially for a guy who was on one leg, theoretically. And, and he disrupted a little bit of what was so successful for them in those early games, right? Like, I, I mean, look, I think that Dallas just had the better player in the series and that mattered. And then they had a better scheme. And, and Utah just didn't have the, the juice and especially the defense, man. Like their offense totally uh, did not show up. But their defensive approach was the same thing. And, and it, look, Donovan said it. Same old shit. 
I think the Jazz could have won that series had they played a good series offensively. Like if they had played to the level that they've been playing the last two or three years, it even with the way Dallas shot the ball, um, Utah still could have and maybe should have won the series. Um, you know, and and that's 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 just my biggest surprise. I mean, you know, the, the watching the be watching them defend, watching them, you know, turn Jalen Brunson in, into an All NBA guy. You know, I mean, it's, you know, you look at it and it's like, okay, it's disappointing to watch, but, you know, this is kind of who they've been for two years, you know, but they were very much not who they've been offensively. They couldn't make a shot. Um, They didn't run good offense for for a lot of the time. Um, You know, Rudy had Luka Doncic pinned on his back, couldn't score. Uh, Donovan didn't play well offensively at all. And, you know, he obviously – he had his obvious struggles defensively. You know, Mike Conley couldn't really get separation off the dribble. Uh, he missed so many easy floaters in the lane. You know, the only guy to me that played really well in that series uh, was was Jordan Clarkson. And, you know, and, and, you know, I thought Boyan played well overall. But, I mean, he, he even still had his spots he, where – you know, he missed some really crucial shots that were, you know, wide open. And, you know, I'm not just talking about the series ender. Um, you know, it was just it was just really surprising how poorly they played that team. They played offensively. And, you know, I'm not, I, you know, watching Phoenix, who the Jazz, you know, you know, maybe erroneously said to themselves, hey, we're on that level. We can be on that level. We can get to that level, you know watching Phoenix right now and watching the jazz and watching golden state right now, and watching Memphis right now and watching the jazz. I mean, it, you know, the, the jazz have a long way to go and they, they need to have a good off season. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, I guess uh, that leads perfectly into our next topic, Tony. What happens next? And and I want to start at the top and thinking about on the court. (coughs) Quinn Snyder. We hear the rumblings around, you know, uh, he's a hot commodity, but he's still under contract. Do you think he's sticking around? I mean, maybe don't give your opinion, but maybe what you feel after talking to people. Well, what I feel from after talking to people is that he sticks around. And, you know, more, I think more importantly, I don't think the Jazz really thought any differently. Like, I don't think they even see that as a story at this point. Um, you know, he's got, 
a year on his contract. He's got a coaching option. And I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, I just don't see him leaving money on the table, um, that kind of money on the table. And, you know, so I, they're definitely not firing him. They, they definitely are, are happy with him. Um, so, you know, I, I would expect, I mean, I've, obviously things can change. Um, but as of now, I, I would expect uh, Quinn Snyder to be the head coach of the Jazz next year. I mean, he also kind of has a good spot from a, I mean, I don't want to use the word power necessarily, but certainly has a voice that he may not have in other places. And I mean, the Lakers is a place that for sure, I mean, is Quinn Snyder going to go be a, a lower voice on the totem pole to Kurt Rambis? You know what I mean? Right. Like right. just being realistic. Right. <laughs> That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, you know, to me that there's smoke that people are generating, but it, it just, I can't imagine there's any fire. Um, I, the big question everybody's going to have, and, and you know, Tony, you're probably already even tired about this. Like, where do they go with the roster? I mean, it, it feels like this is kind of the end of this run in, in a lot of different respects. I, I think you've given it a fair shot. Well, and, it is. And a it pivot is. makes sense, right? Right. So, you know, from what I know, the Jazz do not want to rebuild. So don't don't expect a complete teardown. Um, the Jazz are not tearing out down their roster with the, the goal of winning 25 games next year. Um, you know, so don't expect that. So, you know, at this point, I expect, you know, one of a few things to happen. Either the Jazz trade Rudy Gobert and, you know, try to, you know, get, um, you know, get you know, what they perceive as fair value in return and try to pivot that way or the Jazz keep Rudy Gobert and keep Donovan Mitchell and, you know, really work around the, 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 the ancillary parts of the roster, um, you know, work around the other spots in the starting lineup, work around, you know, some of the other spots in the rotation and try to pivot that way. I mean, listen, I don't think the Jazz have ruled out at all keeping Gobert and Mitchell because I think... Uh, in a small market like this, having two guys who, you know, whether you agree with this or not, or either all NBA or very close to all NBA level guys, that's you know, who are both under contract for, you know, at least three more years. That's that's kind of hard to do. So, you know, I, I, I would expect the, the, the Jazz to, to um, think long and hard before, you know, breaking you know, that part up, but there is going to be significant change to the roster. I mean, that, that part is, you know, the, you know, I think structurally the Jazz are going to try to tra change the roster. Um, I think they're going to try to get more defensive guys on the roster. I think they're going to try to get more athletic. I think they're going to try to get bigger and I think they're going to try to get longer. Um, you know, so I, I would expect it there. I would expect there to be, uh, some definite change coming, whether that change hits, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert or not. I mean, Mike Conley is under contract next year and then has a player option for 23-24. You know, yeah. that's tough. I mean, Boyan is a, an expiring next year. That That's a guy who likely, I mean, if they're going to be making moves, he's on the table and I think, look, man, I think Rudy might have a surprising market. 
one way or the other. And I don't necessarily mean that in a good way, right? I, Rudy I Gobert feels, and Tony, tell me if you feel what I'm saying here. I, I we are think, all going to argue one way or the other, and no one's going to be right. It's going to be either way too much or way too little, right? Uh, I agree with that. In, in terms of his market, I think his market is limited, but I think the the market that he does have will be good. Like a strong, like right? Because it's teams that have assets and they're pushing to right. probably win a title, right? I, I think there are teams like, you know, Rudy's market is limited. Let's let's put that out there. But the market that he does have, I think teams, I think there's potential that teams would potentially pay handsomely for it. You know, I mean, you know, I don't have any intel on this, but let's let's say just for the sake of argument and there's no intel of this. Let's say Charlotte, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Charlotte Hornets, you know, there's, you know, they can't defend on the interior. They, you know, they're Charmin soft on the interior. You know, this would be funny though, but let's just for the sake of argument, I'm not reporting anything. Let's say Rudy for Gordon Hayward, PJ Tucker. I mean, I said PJ Tucker, PJ Washington. Washington. Yeah. And, you know, two or three first round picks. Mm-hmm. You know, both first round picks this year and a first round pick in the future. Yeah. And, you know, so the Jazz, you know, it, this is, this will be hilarious. This is be so, such irony because, you know, Gordon can't stay on the floor, but if he can stay on the floor, guess what? He helps the Jazz because, you know, th- he's, actually the kind of guy the jazz need and i think it would be the, the biggest irony ever and it'll be hilarious i would be laughing as i wrote it um and then you get you know you get two first round picks you can get young guys on the roster um which this team needs man which this team needs desperately and you know and pj washington you know it's probably from day one their best power forward on the roster right i mean yeah one hundred percent. I mean, like, and also gives you a small ball five that can kind of do the job. Small ball and gives you a true small ball five. Yeah, I mean, I like that trade, and, and I mean, I like that trade for a minute. Right. I mean, you know, you can, you still have Boyan, you still have Mike. You, you know, you can, you know, you can put Gordon Hayward in the starting lineup with Boyan around Donovan. Um. That you know you. Let's say um, Mark Williams from Duke is available at 13 or 15. You take Mark Williams from Duke, boom, you have a rim running center again. I mean, there's, 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 things, there's things that the Jazz can do. You know, and for, for, for Charlotte, I mean, they've been in the, in the play-in two years in a row. This is a team that wants to make the playoffs. Rudy will get them to the playoffs. Oh, and instantly, right? Instantly. Like it fixes so many of their problems and it, in now a similar way, right? But potentially with, with more room to grow because Miles Bridges is decent on the perimeter. And I think that they have, uh, you know, McDaniels is decent on the perimeter. I think they've got a little bit uh, more room to grow on the defensive end, especially uh, as it comes to perimeter defense than what we've seen in Utah because Utah, we've already seen it for four years. Um, right. You give him, you give Rudy some effort out there and maybe it's not as bad in the playoff. Now, 
I don't think that's a championship team, but it's certainly a playoff team. But it's certainly a playoff team, and it's certainly a team that's more. And, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan's cutting the checks. He wants to make the playoffs. That's right. <laughs> he, he wants that playoff revenue. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame so, him. You know, I mean, so for me, it's an example. Like, if you put Rudy on the market, you know, the market's not going to be wide. But, you know, it could be. It could it could be not wide and plentiful, but it can be plentiful at the same time. Yeah. Well, uh, I think next week, Tony, we should take a look at some of the potential free agents and maybe dig into some of these trades that might be on the horizon. How do you feel about that? I know it's early. Let's do it. Let's but let's let's do, do a little it. off season outlook. Hey, uh, we'll be that's what yeah, we do. That's right. Uh, this has been Game Notes with Dave Four and Tony Jones. We'll be back next week with another episode right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.